Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this Tuesday, August 15th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Dylan Bishop will join us later in the show, I believe. But now, uh, or instead of 12-15, we'll just do it right now. We're joined by our first guest, Connor Chancy. Musselman baseball player as he is committed to play at the next level at Shenandoah University right down the road. How you doing, Connor? Good. How are you guys? We're doing well. Uh, what's this summer kind of been like for you as you uh, commit to uh, Shenandoah? Was there any other colleges you were in the mix for? Uh, yeah, for sure. There's definitely a bunch of other colleges in the mix. I mean, a lot of traveling, um, great exposure from the team I played for, Stinger United. Uh, I mean, my team was a very successful team. Uh, I did have a couple other colleges reaching out, though. Uh, Hood College was one, Pitt Greensburg. Those were a couple other colleges in the mix there, but Shenandoah just felt right overall for me. Are you going to uh, mainly pitch at Shenandoah, do you think? Uh, yes, sir. I'll be a PO there. Uh, I guess just what stood out about Shenandoah? I mean, it's close enough to home that I can – you know, come back every once in a while and visit my parents and my family, but it's also not too, too close for me. I mean, they have a great academic program for me. Uh, I want to major in political science with a minor in pre-law and then potentially go to law school once I graduate. And then as well as that, they have a great baseball team, great baseball program, uh, very successful and great coaching staff as well. And, you know, when you talk about what you did this summer, you sent me your stats over about 30 innings. You just allowed three earned ones. Uh, earned runs 28 strikeouts to nine walks you had a .724 ERA uh, we always kind of talk about this the challenges of jumping from the high school season straight to summer ball and uh, you performed pretty well this summer after what was a, a great season for your team at, at Musselman yes sir yeah it was a I mean it was a little challenging for a jump straight into summer ball from that but I mean staying ready and uh being able to compete at the next level is a great opportunity facing some very talented teams and this summer is very fun you mentioned uh shandoah not being too far away are you familiar with any of the guys currently on the team there i'm actually not i know a couple kids that are committing there but i don't know them that well but no i don't know them very well so right now, the off season. what are you, I guess, uh, trying to focus on to prepare yourself for your final high school season? I mean, just getting stronger, learning more about the game, but mainly getting stronger and just being able to move quicker on the mound. I think that's my, my biggest problem is velocity, so I think getting stronger and moving faster will increase my velocity and make me have a better senior season. And obviously, you were kind of down below a lot of guys when it comes to pitching with, you know, the seniors like Stevens and Hartman and Bohr. Uh, but obviously, next year, you're going to expect to take a big leap with uh, Jason Myers. You know, it's you, basically you and Jason Myers. Yes, sir. Uh, what is kind of this summer going into high school senior year like? Hey, I'm going to be the number one or number two guy along with Jason Myers, uh, knowing that you'll get, you know, upwards of 30, 40 innings next next year. Oh, yeah, it's great knowing that I'll be a big leader and uh, have a big role in the team this year. 
Um, I kind of had to pre- prepare myself for that this summer, having throwing more innings and getting my arm used to that. So I think being able to do that this summer will really help me translate that into the spring season, being a big leader and helping my team win. Last two years have been pretty successful seasons for Musselman. Um, still trying to get over the hump and get to that next step. You guys return a decent amount from last year's team, but also lose a lot as well. So uh, as you head into this off season and, and getting ready for next year, uh, what are you looking for from this year's team coming up to get over the hump and, and get into the state tournament? I definitely think our younger guys are going to have to step up and help out the team as much as they can after losing five great seniors. Um, but, yeah, like I said, if the younger guys step up and I step up, Jason steps up, great team. This question more just about yourself. How, what gave you your love for baseball? I mean, ever since I was like four or five years old, I've played t-ball, played it all through Little League, Summit Point League, all that stuff. So, I mean, I've just been playing since I was little, and I just have a love for it. I'm not sure why. It's just fun. It's fun. And uh, kind of, you know, going through some Shenandoah stuff, they're kind of like a D3 powerhouse for baseball, and they're right down the road for you. How kind of cool is that going to be for you to essentially play at home but, you know, be a little bit away from your family, but they're going to be able to come and watch every home game. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's one of the big reasons I chose Shenandoah is, I mean, they have a great program. I mean, they're ever since 2007, they're the winningest Division three program in the country, and it's just 30 minutes from my house, so that's great for me and my family. How has, uh, I guess, what, what are you looking to do, I guess, to get ready for college, and what are some things that you want to – uh, work on this season I mean I need to add a pitch or two to my uh, arsenal as well as just getting stronger so I can be able to compete at the division three level especially their level and just I mean just strengthening my arm strength and strength and speed is the biggest thing I can work on to get love or ready for the next level who were some guys that you've looked up to whether it be former teammates or maybe at the professional level I mean any pitcher I live uh, I'm a big Braves guy so I love Greg Maddox um, type of, my pitching t- style is definitely his type of pitching style and then like high school just looking up to the seniors last year just seeing what I can do to be like them or be better than them is what really pushes me and kind of you know I kind of talked about this a little bit when asking that question but we talked to a lot of football players a lot of basketball players where they can go kind of from sport to sport to sport but for baseball, obviously, with being a pitcher, how does kind of that affect how much you can pitch? Because obviously you kind of were in a situation where this could be your big summer for pitching because of the arms that Musselman had. And we kind of talked about it in the last question that I asked you. Uh, but, you know, how is that like knowing that, you know, you can only pitch so many pitches every day and and just the arm? Like, how does that like from somebody that hasn't played baseball in 15 years like I haven't played baseball since then how does that kind of affect like the day-to-day of oh I want to go out and if I throw 100 pitches today I can't you know do much tomorrow yeah it definitely does affect me I mean having to throw a limited number of pound of pitches each each day or being able to like pitch one day and then have a lift and then just like playing catch the next day and then throwing a bullpen and then throwing in the game it definitely is it's it has it ups it's ups and downs and pros and cons but overall I like the the whole aspect of pitching where you can't throw like more than one day at a time multiple pitches because it it just helps strengthen your arm if you don't do that so i mean it definitely does affect it though what are some things that you uh learned about your self self this summer and how does it feel also to be committed 
at this point and not have to head into high school and, and next summer being uncommitted and not really knowing what your future is going to be? Uh, yeah, it's definitely like what I've learned mainly this summer is that velo isn't everything. I mean, as long as you can hit a spot and you have a good defense behind you, you can just give up weak contact. That's what it means the world is like velo doesn't matter if you can't throw strikes. So that's what I've learned a lot about myself. And then being committed this early on is definitely great for me because I won't have the pressure of, oh, where are you going next year? Where are you going? And, I mean, it's just great knowing this early on that I'm already committed and I know where I'm going. Let's just go through, I guess, uh, your routine before a game. What do you like doing? What is something that maybe any of your superstitions or whatever you like that you want to share? I mean, recently I've been stretching a lot more before games. Beforehand, I used to not stretch as well as I should be or should be doing and that caused a little bit of arm problems for me but recently I've learned I've learned that stretching definitely helps arm pain not happen so I've mainly worked on stretching my hips out before games and then doing uh, Jaeger bands all that stuff and then just not I don't want a long toss too far before game because I definitely will be fresh when you go on the mound so I throw like 90 feet max when I'm warming up with my throwing partner catcher so that definitely helps me and keeps me uh, fresh for the game. Anything else, Nick? I think we're good. Let's All right. On. Anything else? Thanks for coming on, Connor, and uh, we'll see you next baseball season at Musselman. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Colin Chan- Connor Chancy, our guest. He's a shepherd or Shenandoah commit, excuse me, at Musselman. That'll do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first go to parsonsford.com for more on their side of this break we'll talk a little muscleman football you're tuned into the sports mix on talk radio wrnr tv 10 back in two minutes with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area take parsons ford with huge savings on hundreds of new fords financing from zero percent parsons goal of financing for all and parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make parsons number one for used cars too see why so many won't buy anywhere but parsons ford in martinsburg we became number one by making you number one first parsons it's the excitement of NCAA Division II football on TV10 featuring the Shepherd University Rams. He'll throw it. It's intercepted by Harrison. Dante Harrison is Mr. Touchdown on defense. Join us on Saturday, September 2nd, as the Rams kick off the 2023 season against Southern Connecticut State at Rams Stadium. Kickoff is set for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 11.30 a.m. right here on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. From breathtaking outdoors to unique local eats, world-class geocaching, and thriving local culture, Martinsburg, Berkeley County, West Virginia is where you can live your adventure. Berkeley County offers fantastic outdoor experiences, from our rugged hiking paths to scenic nature paths, public parks, fishing streams, and nature preserves. Cap off your outdoor adventures with a stroll through historic downtown Martinsburg. 
Join us and immerse yourself in our rich local history and scenic surroundings. Check out upcoming events and plan your adventure at TravelWV.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. It's Friday night West Oaks, chilling with some good folks. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10. Well, Chris Darlington bringing us back in. He was at the Youth Fair last week performing. Uh, the local artist, Chris Darlington, shout out to him. Uh, but uh, coming back here, let's talk a little muscle football. He's tuned in. <laughs> he could, could be. be. I don't know. He does follow me on Instagram now. So Wow. Congrats. <laughs> You're big time. Weird flex. <laughs> uh, let's talk uh, some Muscleman Appleman football. We talked a little Muscleman Appleman baseball with uh, Shenandoah commit Connor Chancy on the program last segment. But uh, we were out yesterday at uh, Waldeck Field, the practice field outside of Waldeck Field. And uh, two years now doing this EPAC All Access show. In two years, that. we've been run away by thunderstorms when we've gone to the Appleman practice. Just unlucky. I mean, I, I wanted to see him because we we know they have a lot of question marks around the team. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. Got to talk with Coach Thomas as well as a few players before the storms chased everybody away. Uh, just wanted to see them kind of go through practice and maybe get some answers. Even though we'll get more answers week one when we're at the game against John Hanley, but it would have been nice to see just who has really stepped up for Musselman and how good this team's going to be because I know the three of us in this room, we were talking about it. We think it's a team that's got playoff capability again. We know the history. We know the guys on the team right now have some talent, it looks like, but it it seems like a lot of people around the state, again, don't think that and just wanted to figure out maybe if they're right or if we're right. Well. I Coach feel like we're Thomas right had something to say about it yesterday. Here's a little soundbite uh, from, from EPAC All Access. For some reason, Musselman gets overlooked every year. And I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is. You know, every year when we get on the field, we're going to come out, we're going to mind our business, and we're going to get after people, and we're going to play as hard as we can possibly play. And usually the results every year, we haven't had a 10-0 season, but since I've been here, we've been 9-1. Uh, we've had several eight-win seasons. We've had seven-win seasons. We've played several home playoff games. Whatever the perception is of us, hey, they're going to win four games. Ah, oh, they won't make the playoffs. You know, we're, we're, we're going to show up every day, and we're going to continue to try to prove people wrong and if people want to overlook us or not believe us then you know at the end of the season if we're sitting there with a lot of wins kind of like last year that's what we want to get to obviously a little bit more to that but i cut it out to fit in the sports cast this morning uh but he kind of said it to us he said he kind of rephrased what he was talking about to basically say that right yeah. you'll hear it in the EPAC all access when it premieres either late this week or early next week but uh that's in response to the four and six prediction that Cofields and Co put out for them. Yeah. And I mean, we talked about it on the show yesterday a little bit about that. And I think that probably comes more so from not being aware that 
they have Eli Fleming coming in, and he has experience at the varsity level, pretty talented quarterback. So, you know, on paper, I think if you weren't aware of that and, um, you know, you're not following Musselman football like we do. Um, but they did an in-depth preview. Well, he was then, on the in-depth preview. That's what I'm confused about. Maybe they are aware of it and they're just looking at that schedule and don't think they'll get to six wins at least i think they're at minimum i think they're a six win football team yeah but, but i think they have potential to be a seven or eight nine win team maybe even uh just looking at you know their schedule this year i mean they're playing tough teams you know everybody they play is, is pretty solid uh i think the worst team they play is parkersburg besides you know conference play where you would say based off record last year that washington was the weakest team on that schedule but um you know you obviously have to play washington and washington's a conference team so you never know what can happen in that game but i think overall you know just looking at it i still think Musselman can get six seven eight wins minimum six wins i think they're they're going to be a playoff team uh and i don't really see four wins i think that's pretty harsh but i mean I guess from an outside perspective, when you lose Baton Hartman, who was one of the best players in the state, you lose Ray Adamas, who's a thousand yard receiver, you know, you might look at that and say, Well question how good can they be? Yeah. But I think they'll still be pretty good. I mean, Coach Thomas I think is one of the better coaches in the state. Um, I think I think you asked him a really good question that's gonna be an EPAC all access about when you have guys like Baden Hartman that come through the system that was kind of a different style of of offense and he talks about what he does every year when he looks at the upcoming roster yeah i think most coaches i mean especially at the high school level you know you have to look at it that way you can't go in with a certain system and with what your personnel best fits um so that didn't really surprise me that that was his answer Uh, but I, i just think that you know this team's going to be good again i don't i don't they don't really lose that much besides baden and ray you know the other seniors that they lost weren't as impactful so well, how about this cofields and colt and co is how is what it is they also rank muscleman as having an a plus strength of schedule yeah it's a very tough schedule would they have would they have the other epac teams going just uh, curious they have jefferson as a b I'm just saying, what do they have their records as? Oh, I thought you were talking about strength of schedules. Do they have Spring Mills winning more than Muscle? I believe they had Jefferson 8-2. They have Jefferson 8-2, Martinsburg 7-2, Spring Mills 6-4, Hedgesville 6-4, Musselman 4-6, and and Washington 2-8. So I guess they like Max Anderson coming back and a few other things with Spring Mills. I mean, I like Spring Mills. I don't know... If they'll be better than Musselman, then I think it's tight, though. I think it, it really is close. I think ultimately there's a good chance that that week 10 or whatever, game week 11, whatever it technically is, uh, between Hedgesville and Spring Mills, I think there's a good chance that decides a playoff spot. Yeah. Based on those two teams' schedules. Yeah. I, I think that other than that, based on what we've seen with these programs and how the trend has been, I think Martinsburg, Jefferson, and Musselman in some order is going to be the top three. You could flip Jefferson and Musselman if you want to uh, in the EPAC. And then that fourth team will either be Hedgesville or Spring Mills. And I think it comes down to the final week of the season just based on you know kind of an outside perspective right now. I mean, and, and who knows at that point, do they get in? If like This predictor has them both at six and four. I'd have to double check to see if they'd even get in. They'd have to be in. I feel like usually a six and four teams in. 
You can get in at five and five sometimes. So yeah, they'd be fourteenth and fifteenth. Spring Valley, Parkersburg would get in as well as Woodrow Wilson at five and five, and then Musselman, I believe, would be the outside looking in at four and six according to their predictions. But again, I don't believe their I don't buy their four and six prediction know. for Musselman. It'd be nice to see just I guess how they have each team like not just their records. I want to see who they have beating these teams and who they have losing. Right. I'm guessing they're having Parkersburg win. Parkersburg's coming off of back-to-back four and six seasons. So, I mean, we know it's tough. They have to. We we talked about it yesterday when we got the interviews in. They have to go to Morgantown. I think they're better than Morgantown. They have to go to Cabell Midland. Yeah, that's going to be. But we 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 look at last season. It was kind of the same thing. Like they went to Wheeling Park. They they got killed. Yeah, and then they turn it around at home. I, I, even though I don't want to see it. I could see that happening to either Cabell to, Midland or to Morgantown. I'm not certain. Is this correct that they're going to own a, on a Friday and not a Saturday? I believe so. Yeah. yeah, that's a little bit surprising, but that's a long trip for a Friday night game. Uh, so, I mean, that's going to be very tough. Didn't we see... I mean, you can do it. I'm not we saying saw it's impossible, do that with Spring Valley. I just know that Spring Valley is coming up here on a Saturday, so... I wasn't sure if they were going I, to play on a Saturday. I think it's the other way. Max, I think perhaps it's on Friday. I, I think those teams from up there don't like to play on, on Friday. Fridays if they have the to travel that far. They don't mind it. But they don't mind it from here because they're going to play football whenever they need to play football. I guess. At the EPAC's always ready to play football. I mean, that's going to be a tough one. And, and look, there's going to be losses on their yeah. schedule. I just think that projecting them to go four and six is bold and i think yeah. projecting spring mills who hasn't proven it yet to go six and four is kind of bold even though i like the cardinals growth i think they're probably more like five and five four and six again just because it's it's tough to see them you know i don't know i mean they could surprise us too they could Not count them out i think we haven't got to see them yet. they were only we a, still need to go to yeah they were only a few uh you know points away last year from being a winning record team they had a few plays here and there and they could have been six and four so one thing i really like to see you guys were so i was trying to survey the practice whenever i could for musclemen for the show yeah, you got a better look than us out there one thing that i really like that i noticed i even went over to dylan even though he's not in here right now and kind of whispered to him while you guys were on those linemen look really really big they, I think they took. Didn't they take they their had linemen? Some impressive linemen. It looked like I, I didn't get. They to see took much. their linemen and went in front of us. Right? Yeah, I saw it they there, but big. I, I was showing in the corner. Was, they look big. Yeah. I just because we weren't there long enough, and unfortunately, due to the storms, we didn't get to see them much. I wanted to see how their footwork and their athletic capabilities were because if that's up to par, those linemen are going to be scary this year just because of the size of them. What I liked was... Well, you're in luck because we're going to go back out there today. Hopefully watch them practice. When talking to uh, Wollston and Eli Fleming, I I just felt like both of them really had a good grasp of their team and and what they wanted to accomplish this year. Yeah, and I think Eli Fleming transferring to Musselman from out of state and whatever the reasons were, we don't know. But the fact that they decided, like his family decided whatever the the best timing for them to transition to their new community was january i think that was huge and we talked with eli about it 
and we talked with Coach Thomas about it. I just think that was huge in the fact that you're not coming at the end of the school year and then coming into the summer and not knowing anything. Like by the time he got to like the flex days usage in the summer, he already knew all his teammates. Yeah, and, and you can he already tell the, bonds with them. They have a pretty good bond. You know, he was messing around with Troy and stuff yeah. before they came over. So, you know, that was good to see. And I think it's tough to come in, especially your senior year, to a new school and, and fit in well with your teammates, especially when you're trying to be quarterback and, you know, they are replacing a guy that I believe is very well liked in Baden Hartman based on everything we've heard about Baden. Uh, so, you know, it, it's tough to do that. I think though Eli seems to have come in and, and took a leadership role and, and uh, bonded well with his teammates. I think that's, you know, going to be crucial for them. I'm good. Anything else? All right, we'll be out at Washington today at the start of practice. Then we'll head back over to Musselman to actually watch a little bit of their practice, get the mic'd up in. But uh, we talk a little bit about Washington, a lot of unknowns. We're trying to figure out who to interview. I think we've kind of figured that out now. But uh, a lot of unknowns with this Washington team that we'll find out a little bit today. All right, it was a team that was led by Rodrigo Delgado last year. He's now at Jefferson. Glenn Simpson, the former head coach, is now at Spring Mills as their athletic director, so they bring in Terry Ray, the former head coach of Berkeley Springs, which means everything's changing at Washington. You hope because you know historically it's been tough there for this football program that things get better. But since we haven't got to see it yet and they're one of the farther away high schools, it's tough to truly tell for us. Yeah, and I mean – Learn about Washington. You got guys on the team, Jonathan Brewster, Brock Meadows, Isaiah Osafa, Menza. Those are guys that we heard last year. Those are names we heard last year. A lot of these other guys we didn't, unfortunately, hear last year. And the quarterback competition is going to be interesting. Um, You know, from what I've seen on Twitter, it's between, I believe, a freshman and a sophomore. But again, Washington hasn't had a true quarterback, so you're kind of molding guys. If I don't know what the youth leagues are like in Charlestown, because usually you see the youth leagues running what the high school is. So, I, you know, that's something I don't know. Yeah, well, I think, first of all, I think it's tough to really see Washington. Or I guess I should say it's tough to get a good gauge on how this team's going to be because – one, they have a new head coach, so it's a brand new system. Two, there's not really a whole lot coming back uh, that was super productive last year in what's going to be this new offense that's going to be completely different roles for these kids. And the other thing is every other team in the EPAC, even if they're not returning you know, a quarterback or whatever, they have guys returning that have some stability, have some experience. You know, every team is returning at least a quarterback with experience. Um, so, you know, and you feel pretty good about all those other teams as, you know, the top five there. And then Washington, there's not a whole lot to be excited about right now. Now, maybe we go out there today and, and we see this team for the first time and they look really sharp under head coach Terry Ray, but just certainly, or just based on, uh, you know, last season and what we know is coming back, you know, Spring Mills has Max Anderson, they have other young guys around him uh, i think eden's back as well you know just to name a couple of their guys you know muscleman yeah they lose their two big players but they bring in eli fleming they have um you know miller and 
uh, Wolston and, and some other playmakers that are coming back. So, you know, they should be pretty good. Jefferson loses a lot of its big playmakers, but they bring in a Washington kid that we would be, you know, pretty excited about to see in Rodrigo Delgado. He transfers into Jefferson. So, you know, they have him. They obviously have Harrich back. Uh, you know, they have talent at a lot of different positions that are coming in that can fill the roles. They got a. Uh, so, so, you know, they're an exciting team. Martinsburg's Martinsburg, but, of course, we know what, you know, Murphy Clement brings and everything. And, of course, uh, you know, we have high expectations for them. So, and Hedgesville has Harper coming back, who, while he wasn't the uh, main quarterback, you know, when Jackson got hurt, he played a little bit and, and played pretty well. So He played some running back. He got on the field with a lot of yeah. these other offensive players that are going to be back. And, you know, Hedgesville has a couple guys coming back like Faircloth and, and some others. So I think everybody else has these names that we recognize as, as being really productive players for their team. Washington, since they're heading into a new system, you know, how productive can they be with these guys and, and who's going to step up? They're young. We don't know how big the team is in terms of roster size. If they're coming out again with, you know, 35 kids, it's hard to imagine this team being – successful just because it's it's tough to win that way especially at triple a when everybody else is yeah that's what i was you know, way more kids on the team so i think that's the number one thing up. that i'm looking for today is numbers numbers did terry ray go out and, and get kids to play and that's a tough thing for him to do because he's new to the area new to the school so uh that will be i think one of their first keys and then how are they adjusting to the new offense is the other thing i think that we're all excited to see today yeah, definitely excited to see that. That was my one thing I was going to bring up was how much are we going to see from numbers? I think last year when we were at Washington camp, Coach Simpson at the time said he had around 30, 35 players coming out for varsity. Uh, it's it's crazy because I want to say Washington is the largest or second largest population school in the EPAC. Maybe Musselman trumps them when it comes to number of students. Yeah, I'm not put that into perspective quickly for those that might not know. 30 to 35. That's Musselman's freshman team. Yeah, we, or that's a single-A high school that team. that yesterday with Coach Thomas. He said yeah. he's got 60 kids for JV varsity, and then there was about 30 to 35 on the freshman team to total out his entire almost 100 kids in his program. So yeah. that that's the challenges that Washington faces that, yes, I completely agree, is the step to get to success, is building the numbers up and having kids, even if they've never played football before, buy in and give it a try. Yeah. I don't and they think. headed into last season with a little bit of expectations because the year before they were 500. You know, they had put together some things. They had built a little bit of momentum, and it just didn't continue last year with the 2-8 and eight year. So. You know, as somebody that has played in a football program that struggled, you know, it's it's tough to get those kids to come out, and it takes the right coach, and hopefully Terry Ray is that guy that can, uh, you know, see or, or get the kids to come out because Washington has athletes. We know that, but they're just, you know, the, they don't have interest in football because, well, the team hasn't been consistently good, I think, is one of the big reasons. Yeah. That will be interesting to see when we see today the numbers at practice. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. When we come back, we'll talk a little NBA uh, 
things going on. James Harden with beef with the 76ers. He said he's never going to go back to that organization. Uh, plus, we got a new NBA or ESPN, NBA on ESPN broadcast team and more on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and 210. Back in two minutes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call my parents. Dad, come over. The first gets done. The Traeger Connect Experience. Everything you need for epic flavor, and then some. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. WVU Medicine is pleased to announce that robotic-assisted total hip and knee replacement with the new Zimmer Biomet Rosa is now offered right here in the Eastern Panhandle at both Berkeley Medical Center and Jefferson Medical Center. The information provided by the Rosa results in more precise and accurate hip and knee replacements than ever before. WVU Medicine is proud to offer this technology and be a leader in orthopedic surgery in the Eastern region. For more info, call 304-725-BONE. The hunt for the 10th state championship is almost here, and legendary head coach Dave Walker is back to lead the Bulldogs to victory. Make sure your business isn't hidden on the sideline this season. Call 304-263-6586 and become an advertiser on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10 for the 2023 Martinsburg Bulldog football season. This is the home of Martinsburg Bulldog football all season long. Again, call us at 304-263-6586 to make sure your business is scoring touchdowns and not fumbling the ball this year. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Collin, and now Dylan has joined the show as uh, he enjoyed some lunch while we were on the air. Yeah, you guys, there wasn't going to be enough room in here for all of us with when Connor Chancey was in here, so I was the I was going to be the odd man out for that, so figured might as well in the middle of that. I've been here since 7.45 this morning. Needed needed my little lunch break. I respect it. Smart. All right. Well, you come in just in time for probably your favorite segment of the show. Probably a today's show. There's only two to choose from for me. NBA. (laughs) NBA talk. Yeah, it's a good one for me. All right. Uh, Yesterday, or I guess it came out, surfaced yesterday. uh, But over the weekend, James Harden was in China actually doing a camp i believe or something 
He went off on Daryl Morey, the president of basketball operations for the 76ers. Let's hear what he said. The sleep number climb. <laughs> you didn't say that. Uh, he did not say that. Uh, let's cue it up. YouTube ads. Cue it up now. Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that hates Portland. He said it again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. In case you couldn't hear it, he said, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization run by him again. This comes after, I think it was like Friday, there was reports that James Harden was coming back to the 76ers. They were no longer interested in trading him, and then... uh, Harden came out with this, so um, yeah, it's very interesting. I think at this point, you would think you have to trade James Harden, but again, he's a player that, because of his kind of off the court issues, hasn't really drawn much attention from other teams, which is, I believe, the biggest reason why the Sixers want to bring him back. Now, there is some drama here, uh, supposedly. With his contract, I believe it was like he was promised that if they brought him back on whatever the deal was worth last year, that he would get a bigger contract from the Sixers this year, I think is what the gist of that was, and it didn't happen that way. Um, So now he has obviously had his issues with the front office and Daryl Morey, and I think it's all just kind of a, a mess in Philly right now, but what else is really new? And I would expect him to get traded, but I don't know where and when. I mean, there was a report that the Clippers were interested at one point. I don't know if that would still happen. And also, what are you going to get from the Clippers for James Harden? Here's kind of what ESPN says about it. The Sixers agreed to search out a trade upon Harden's request after he agreed to pick up his $35.6 million player option in June. But the Sixers' asking price was too steep, and no teams, including the Clippers, were willing or able to meet it, sources said, according to ESPN's Adrian Morjanowski. And he is also on the decline as a player. So, But can we just talk about the fact that he's a guy that just seems to be, like, running from team to team to team after he gets in disagreements with upper management or players on the court? Yeah, so starting off in in Houston, I I couldn't blame him for wanting out of Houston because essentially that team had just gone into shambles. They traded Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook because Chris Paul, I believe, wanted out. And that didn't really work out. And, you know, they were a game away from beating beating the Warriors and probably winning the West, potentially winning the title that year. But then Chris Paul gets hurt game six and then they miss 27 straight threes in game seven, and they get knocked out. They were this close. And then they make that trade for Westbrook. It doesn't work out. They replace Westbrook with John Wall. It even less so works out. So at that point, it makes sense that he would want to be traded. But then in Brooklyn, you get there with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and that's another situation where he probably just looked around, especially especially at Kyrie, and was like, I don't know if I want to be here either. And, but then you would have thought Philly was the place, back with Daryl Morey and Joel Embiid. And, you know, he didn't get along with Doc Rivers. They fired Doc Rivers. And so, and they brought in, they bring in Nick Nurse, who's an NBA champion winning head coach. And yet still he wants to go to the Clippers. And he couldn't go to the Clippers in just, you know, free agency, sign a max contract. They don't have the means to do that. 
So I guess there was some agreement. I think he maybe is being vague about this because there might have been that sort of agreement you were talking about, Nick, where when he signed the one-year contract last year, maybe there was the implied uh, notion that he'd get a max contract yeah, this offseason. So that's what's in this ESPN article by Adrian Wojnarowski. Harden's unhappiness with Maury stems over the lack of a long-term max-level contract offer, sources said, and the team risks the possibility of Harden's arrival at training camp bringing in Bringing anything but a championship mindset, Maury was Houston's longtime GM during Harden's eight-plus season run with the Rockets. So that is kind of interesting that this is all taking yeah. this turn. Something I'm not sure how above board things would have been if they were saying, "Hey, sign this one-year contract with us. Then next offseason we'll get you this this max deal." I'm not sure if that would really be up to code with the CBA of the NBA. So I don't know if he can really say anything other than Daryl Morey is a liar. Yeah, and I don't want to play with him anymore. But the problem is also when it comes to the CBA, James Harden doesn't have a lot of leverage here because the CBA has a rule that if a player is going to sit out in his last year of his contract, that team can block him from entering free agency. They don't have to let him become a free agent. So a lot of, so James Harden really doesn't have the option to just not play this year and become a free agent next year unless the 76ers just say, yeah, you're fine to walk away with nothing. But we already see that's a problem, that the 76ers yeah. are asking for a lot to trade him. And the problem is the Clippers are the obvious spot, but all they have to trade is role players that can add up to the salary of James Harden, sure, but then what's in it for the 76ers to have Joel Embiid and a bunch of role players? It's already not, yeah, not working. Much. It's already not working <laughs> for the Sixers the way that it is. So the best that could, the only thing I could think you could put together is maybe some sort of three-team trade where the, the 76ers get a guy that's been rumored in some trades, Zach Levine, from the Bulls, and those pieces go over to the bulls but also i don't think the bulls are only going to trade levine if they get a lot as well so and the bulls just signed vucevic back so they're i guess trying to go on another run with that group even though that group was really never that successful anyway so right i don't know if if trading levine would really make sense after signing vucevic but teams do some weird stuff in the nba and we know the players kind of have a lot of control the thing is is I don't really understand why Harden took a one-year deal if he wanted a long-term deal anyway. And then the why other did he thing, opt in? <laughs> yeah. And the other thing Probably is, like, because he was promised. Yeah, but that he could have got more money last year than what he's worth at this point. He didn't earn a long-term max contract based on how he played last year. And I believe he turned one down from either the Nets or the Seventy Sixers when he first got there, also. Yeah. Or it might have been the Rockets. That's Harden's been costing himself money year over year, declining max contracts or waiting, and also just the way that he's acting. Well, do you think that the uh, now very busy 76ers owner has to step in and try to fix this? <laughs> Josh Harris. Because yeah. Josh Harris now very busy trying to turn around I mean, the Washington Commanders I, and build a stadium. The bigger stadium thing is, going. is anybody going to even want James Harden? Because no, and that's the I issue. think yeah, that's the issue that you're not looking, or we haven't said that we're looking at on the 76er side. Nobody wants James Harden. James Harden, yeah, if he's Besides declining, Clippers, he's still apparently. yeah. I was going to say I think had yeah. some good moments in the playoffs. Well, I mean, he won the game one against Boston for the 76ers. And if you're the 76ers, you're realizing the process is coming had to some an bad end. Moments in that series. The process is coming to an end. Embiid's getting mad. Your star player, your promised child, 
is frustrated that nothing has happened in Philly. No championship, not even close to a championship. The process ended when they ran Ben Simmons out of town. Yes. Yeah, that was... But they thought they could replace him with... James Harden. So why did, on Friday, they say he's staying? Because, because that's the only him. option they have now. They're they're stuck, basically. The, yeah. Clippers, stuck. the Clippers are the one team that wants Harden, but all they have to offer is Norm Powell and Nick Batum and Robert Covington and the and 76ers. And as we said time and time again, Harden never wants to be stuck. Yeah, and that's yeah. But he's stuck too. There's I no, mean, there's no reason. There's no good reason for the 76ers to make that trade other than to just say it'll make the locker room better that we don't have Harden here and wanting you know being disgruntled. Sometimes you, I mean, you might just say, well, suck it up and play, James. But we've seen before that James Harden has a reputation for sort of letting himself go on the court at the end of his ter- tenure in Houston. And all of a sudden, when he got traded to the Nets, it seemed like he lost 15 pounds in about 24 hours, and all of a sudden he was back. <laughs> so what you're saying is James Harden could be his own worst enemy. Maybe. All right, well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the side of this break, we'll wrap things up. We will talk NFL. A lot of moves going down yesterday, plus a starting quarterback name today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 back in two minutes. I can't remember what was said or what you threw. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snack? cigarettes or beer run well then you're in luck because enter and exit has convenience without the cost enter and exit right off route 11 is located at 31 meadow lane in martinsburg and soon to be opening in chambersburg pa enter and exit is open monday through saturday from 8 a.m to 11 p.m and sundays from 9 30 a.m to 8 p.m for great convenience without the cost stop on into enter and exit today you're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan. Happy to have you with us for this final segment for the last five or so minutes on today's edition of the Sports Mix. As uh, running backs aren't running for the hills, they're about to run on the field now. Right, guys? Got some contracts coming yesterday. Uh, Two guys happen in in the, the span of, what, six hours? Probably. I don't washed know. up running backs. Yeah, I was about, yeah there's two washed well, up running backs going to the AFC One East. is more washed up than the other. I think Dalvin Cook still has a little bit left in the tank. He's coming he off might. a shoulder injury, though, so it'd be interesting to see what he can you do. You run with your legs, not with your shoulders. Still got to carry the ball. Still got to lower the shoulder. It's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well. I don't know if they're as washed up as people say they are. Zeke though. is washed. Yeah, Zeke is washed. He played center on the last play of his career with the Cowboys. Ezekiel That's Elliott. hilarious. Ezekiel Elliott had probably one of the shortest primes of a running back I've ever seen. It was really good. It was for you know just a few years there, and then but he Ezekiel Elliott. Before you get into it, signs with the New England Patriots. For those that don't know, uh, he'll wear jersey number fifteen. Interesting there, as he tweets one five all the way live at Patriots. Uh, what his, does he do for the Patriots? I don't know what he does for the Patriots. Fifteen is his college number. That was he was sure one of the best running backs in college football when he was there. But I don't know. It's they already have Ramondre Stevenson, who has been pretty good for them, and the Patriots just kind of cycle guys through. So he's just going to be kind of a spell back, I assume. Uh, the thing is, is they need a receiving back more than what Zeke is, and. Zeke's more of a power back at yeah, this Zeke, point. Zeke's never been a guy to really do much in the passing game. So I, I mean, I'm not sure. Montgomery, I guess. It's an, it's an interesting name for them to sign. I, it doesn't really do much for me. And honestly, the, the Jets signing doesn't really either. Yeah, so the Jets signed Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook can't play for a little bit because he's coming off a shoulder injury, but he finally does decide to join the Jets. We thought he was going to go to the Jets because he was hanging out at their training camp for like two days, like last week or something. Uh, But then, so less than 24 hours after agreeing to terms with Dalvin Cook, the Jets welcome back Brees Hall as he comes off the PUP list. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to play week one. I'm assuming you take him off now. That means he's going to be a full go for week one. Maybe you see him in this. I doubt you see him in the preseason. Probably not, no. But, I mean, the fact that you have Dalvin Cook and then you have Brees Hall, one-two punch with Aaron Rodgers. Like, where are the Jets getting all this money to sign all these veterans? Well, they didn't give Cook that much money. So well, They got I mean, some yeah. guys on uh, rookie contracts still, true. like Sauce Gardner and uh, guys But like the that. Jets are – looking to be a very good team this year I, but their I, window's very small okay greeny <laughs> <laughs> i think the jets are going to be good i'm i'm buying i'm buying that rogers is going to bounce too. back this year yeah, yeah the defense should be pretty good uh, compared to last year i don't know if it'll be as great as it was but and they, if hall takes a little bit of time i think this cook signing uh help you know but both takes a, a little weeks. bit of time yeah. the important part of today is that the ravens are winning fights at joint practice with the commanders who said they were winning yeah. jk dobbins is back you see mark andrews is throwing hands he's throwing by he's throwing who said bodies. he's winning them tylen wallace they're all winning i don't even have to see the vi- the footage i just know you really wallace think i win mark i will not look andrews at it is losing a fight yes 
I didn't say that. All right. Well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll be out on Washington Patriots football practice later on today. You can catch the Washington Nationals on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 tonight. 635 the pregame, 705 first pitch versus the Red Sox. For Dylan, Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You're listening to 106.5 FM and 740 AM. Talk Radio WRNR. Martinsburg. Carneysville. Ransom.